0: Alright everybody, I'm Logan Alec, I'm a CPA, and this is my update for Wednesday, February 10th. Today is the second day of the impeachment trial of former President Donald Trump in the Senate. As I said yesterday, this is mostly a foregone conclusion, just like Republican Senator Lindsey Graham said today, the case is over, it's just a matter of getting the final verdict now. And I would be shocked, just like anyone would be shocked, if there were enough Republican senators voting against the president to convict him. But... Republican Senator Bill Cassidy actually switched his vote yesterday on whether or not the impeachment trial is constitutional after seeing the evidence presented by the impeachment managers. You might be mem- you might remember this if you've been following my updates for some time, some Republicans have been saying that you can't impeach and convict somebody who's no longer in office, like the former president. Uh, the first vote on that question was decided 45 to 55 with only five Republicans supporting the trial and its constitutionality. Well now that's six with Cassidy, and again that vote is only on whether the trial itself is constitutional, it's not on whether Trump should actually be convicted, but I thought it was interesting that uh, what the impeachment manager showed as evidence was enough to convince another Republican senator, had previously been against the trial altogether. Along with the impeachment trial this week is also when committees in the House representatives are starting to mock up their sections of the reconciliation bill, which includes the next stimulus. Yesterday was the Education and Labor Committee, today is Transportation and Infrastructure Committee, Financial Services Committee, and also the Agriculture Committee. Today is also the first of three markup days for the Ways and Means Committee, which has the largest section of the stimulus plan to mark up, including the 1,400 direct payments. The Education and Labor Committee already released their work on the reconciliation bill. Of course, the actual text that they marked up is almost 100 pages, but there are a few points I want to highlight in this update. First, I've been talking a lot about the $15 an hour minimum wage proposal, right? Whether it's something the Democrats will be able to get enough votes for in the COVID relief bill, and also whether that's something that can be passed through budget reconciliation at all, even with a majority in favor of it. I can answer. Uh, either of those questions for you today with 100 percent certainty, but the way that the Education and Labor Committee marked up the plan includes a provision to gradually increase the federal minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour by the year 2025, so again, that doesn't mean it's a sure thing to make it in the final bill, but at least it survived one more step in the reconciliation process. Okay? Like I said, I don't have enough time to get into everything Labor Committee worked on, but I do want to mention some of the highlights that Education and Labor Chairman Bobby Scott brought up yesterday when he was talking about his committee's work on the bill. First, they want $130 billion in funding to help schools reopen while following CDC guidelines, things like repairing ventilation, minimizing class sizes, supplying personal protective equipment, hiring extra staff, etc., and twenty percent of that money, or twenty-six billion, would have to be used to address time that was lost from traditional classroom instruction. They're also proposing $40 billion for early childhood care and education, which will go toward keeping childcare options open, plus another $4 billion to help low-income families, Cover heating and cooling. Finally, they want to subsidize COBRA health insurance premiums for workers who are either laid off or not working as many hours, they want to increase the value of some WIC benefits, and they want to give $150 million to the Department of Labor to help them enforce worker protections during the pandemic. The Financial Services Committee also released their markup today, Chairwoman Maxine Waters gave an opening statement on their relief plan, the committee has a total of seventy-five billion dollars to use on programs within the scope of financial services, and she announced that they want that to be divided into twenty-five billion toward additional rental assistance, fifteen billion for the payroll support program which is intended to help airlines and related companies, ten billion for small businesses, ten billion for struggling homeowners, ten billion for the production of medical equipment under the Defense Production Act, and five billion to support people experiencing homelessness. Again, I'll leave a link in the description below in case anyone wants to read the markup in its entirety, but that is how the Financial Services Committee wants those funds to be distributed. As I said, the other two committees working on this today are agriculture and transportation as well as infrastructure. Uh, I'm not going to go through the entire markup, but the Agriculture Committee released the text of their markup today, and Chairman David Scott touched on a few of the key provisions in his opening statement. First, they want to increase SNAP benefits by 15% through September 30th, they want $800 million in funding for Food for Peace, which provides foreign food aid, and they also want $3.6 billion in funding for the Secretary of Agriculture to help the agricultural supply chain. Another issue they're targeting is the Commodity Supplemental Food Program, which provides healthy food to low-income individuals over the age of 60, and the Agriculture Committee also wants to earmark $37 million To help supply commodities for people who rely on that assistance. They also want to fund $1 billion in aid for programs that support minority farmers through training, land access, financial education, and other programs. Finally, they earmarked $500 million to help rural hospitals and local communities provide food assistance and distribute COVID-19 vaccines through the community facility program. The last committee is Transportation and Infrastructure, again the text of their work is in the description below for those of you who want to read it, and it's entirely Chairman Peter DeFazio described what his committee wants to do with their hundred billion dollar in stimulus allocation during his opening statement earlier today. First, they want to set aside fifty billion dollars to replenish the Federal Emergency Management Agency's disaster relief fund as insurance against future crises, plus $30 billion in Federal Transit Administration grants which will cover protective equipment, payroll reimbursement, operating costs due to lost revenue, etc. That portion of the markup is designed to help retain more than 400,000 transit workers who have been affected by the decline in public transportation since the beginning of the pandemic. They also want to earmark $1.5 billion to keep Amtrak running and $8 billion to support airports and related businesses. To be clear, that 8 billion would be separate from the 15 billion allocated by the financial services committee for the payroll support program which includes 14 billion for airline employees and one billion for contractors. Finally, last point, they propose three billion in funding for the Economic Development Administration, some of you may be familiar with that, but basically it's responsible for economic growth in underdeveloped areas and places that have been particularly hit by, by the pandemic and the recession. Alright, I know that's a lot, remember we are still waiting for the Veterans Affairs, Energy and Commerce, Small Business and Oversight and Reform committees to publish their markups by the end of the week. The Budget Committee will take over from these individual committees next week, uh, they're responsible for bringing all these markups back into one package, and finally the Rules Committee will prepare the bill for a vote on the House floor by the end of the month. So there's still a long way to go, none of the work the committees are doing right now is set in stone, Okay, um, but that's all I have for you today. There will be no more news obviously, coming out from these committees over the rest of the week, so stay tuned for more updates on the latest developments with the, reconcilia- with the reconciliation process in the House, and I'll see you in the next video. Bye-bye.